Hey y'all, it's Tels and C here with another episode of Double C and the Triple D. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so we have a couple. T- this is first our first podcast in how long? Jeez, we didn't. We did it like what last year summertime? It was close to summer, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was, was probably like July. Yeah, something like that. That was our first. And last episode <laughs> until now. <laughs> First and last of 2020. Now 2021, we're going to be on it. We're going to be so much better about recording. Yeah. Um, so today we first wanted to talk about American skin. I was supposed to watch it last night so we could actually talk about it. I forgot. Actually, I didn't forget. I was just up really late. So she's going to have to break it down for me and tell me what it's all about. Okay, y'all. So first, I need to let whoever wrote that movie know that it is an excellent film it's so powerful um so it's about a black um father and son who's who do you know who's acting in it i can't remember his name he's in so many movies so i cannot remember his name but him and his son were driving in a nice neighborhood at night um they ended up getting pulled over the officers um he told him to get out of the car because he gave him an expired license. I'm um, not expired license, inspired insurance card. Oh. So they thought he didn't have insurance and they were like tough tussling, whatever you want to call it. Um, and his son. Well, let me rewind. So he had previously had a conversation with his son about doing whatever the police say when, you know, you're a black man and you're stuck. Yeah. Um, so his son is looking up all these laws and how things are supposed to go. And he's like, no, this is the law, blah, blah, blah. And his dad was trying to explain to him that's not how it goes when it applies to black men. Yeah. And he's an ex-Marine, too. So His dad um, was. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he was telling him, you know, if it means you coming home to me, then you bow down. You do whatever, do whatever you, you do have to, to do. He was like, at the end of the day, it's about your safety and you coming home. Um, <clears throat> but his son is like real, you know. Hard-headed. Yeah, but he's like, no, this is what it is. This mm-hmm. is what it's going to be. So they got in the situation, and his son gets out of the... I mean, his son starts to try to get his phone and record. The officer, he's a young guy. He tells him to get out, oh, and his son is still pulling the the phone out. Um, so the officer, you know, they start to... It gets a little weird, and he shoots him, and the son ends up dying, obviously. Um, so a lot of people were upset, you know, they, you know, they go to trial, they don't obviously try the officer. So his dad decides to get a little army together. I think it was like six or seven of them and they, um, kidnap the police chief and then they head down to the precinct. So they hold all of them hostage. (laughs) They hold them hostage. It's like janitors in there. It's, um, the clerks, just different people that's in there. And basically, he did all of that so that they could have a trial that was fair, not with any of the, you know, regular Mm -hmm. system. Um, And he allows some of the inmates that are in there for nonviolent crimes to come out. And basically, they are the juror. Well, they're on the stand. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's the police against them. So, they're having, like, open dialogue. When I tell you, it's so true. Like, everything that they talked about, they talked about the things that we think but don't say. Mm-hmm. So, they talked about um, just basically in the police system how they stereotype black people. 
which ended up being the reason that they even got stopped because initially they tried to say that they were speeding. They went through the whole situation. They didn't realized have a real reason. The cops said they were not speeding. They said that he had a basically a broke down car in a nice neighborhood. And the dad was just talking about how I worked so hard to get my son out of the environment that he was mm-hmm. in to put him in a different environment to really see that you're going to go through even more prejudices because you're in their environment. You're really a minority. Yep. So you're they really putting you're yourself. Yeah. And he was talking to the officer about um, how the public schools get less funding. So they're not able to really even put black people in a situation to even get, you know, get better, grow, whatever. Um, the prisoners are giving their side. The police officers are giving their side. And it's so real. Like they, t- Chelsea, he talks about like black, black on black crime, white on white crime. Um, they talk about basically black people, how we were brought over here as slaves and then we're still slave, you know, slaves within the prison systems and all that stuff. Um, how a lot of the crimes aren't even crimes that they've committed and they're yeah. still locked up. It, it was just so real, so powerful. And then at the end, <clears throat> instead of shooting the officer after he was tried, like they found him guilty, he just... He pulled the trigger, but he purposely didn't load the gun. Yeah. And he just wanted him to feel what he felt when he lost his son. And he yeah. was like, I just needed you to understand how it felt for me not to be able to go home with my son. How it felt for me because he made him call his family before. And oh, he was like, yeah. I just wanted y'all to understand how it feels. And finally, the officer was like, he was breaking down crying. They were The actors were amazing. Okay, now I got to watch this too. But <laughs> he was... um. Basically, he told him that an officer was like, that really changed my life. I understand now. So he was at the end. They were the last people standing. He was like, I want to walk out with you as your, you know, as your friend, as somebody who's not an ally, whatever. Um, So they walked to the door and he gets shot right away. They didn't let the officer explain. He was trying to tell him what, what you know, tell them what was going on. Instead. The officer got shot. That was walking no, with him. the black guy. The, the one who held them hostage. So they didn't even give him an opportunity to speak. They didn't give the officer an opportunity to speak. They just so it kind of brought everything full circle. Because like, again, they were doing a, the same thing that they, they just literally went in there for. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay, I'm watching this tonight. But it that was so amazing. good, y'all. It was so powerful. I loved it. What platform did you? And watch I on? initially had tried to. Um, I bought it. I can't remember was what it, it was, but I had Amazon to buy it. or I don't remember. I just bought it on my Fire Stick. Oh, okay. But, um, I don't know. It was just so good. It was so good. <laughs> the first time that I tried to watch it, I probably got like four. And I had bought it the first time, too. I got like four minutes in. And then I just saw the TV screen dialogue. So, I stopped watching because it looked like it was going to be like a documentary. Uh-huh. And then yesterday, people were like, no, you need to watch it. So, I tried. And it was great. It was a good watch. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Bet. Okay. So, I'm definitely going to watch that tonight. Okay, so our next topic, we just kind of want to talk about um, us cutting our hair. Obviously, you can't tell, but I definitely shaved my head, uh, cut off all my hair. She did too. Um, we, I did it because my hair was super, super, super damaged um, and needed to get it done. Um, why'd you cut off your hair? Honestly, I just woke up one Sunday and I was just like, I'm cutting my hair. And I've dyed my hair a million times and I've cut it like two, three inches every five months but this time i just woke up and i was like i need a fresh start i want a fresh start and me and my sister have been talking about it for months like we were going to cut our hair but i just went ahead and did it myself (laughs) yeah so i cut off my all my hair what december like 15th 17th something like that and i was just going to keep it short and i pop i still 
I'm on the fence. I don't know. But I plan on February 1st just shaving it and wearing wigs and just leaving it to grow. And just see how well my hair will grow within 11 months. No heat, no dye, no nothing. And see if my, the health of my hair can mm. actually come back. Because it was... It was going down a horrible path <laughs> when it was all blonde. This back here, oh girl, oh girl. But yeah, so we, we just kind of want to talk about we cut our hair off, but then the response that we got from dating, like, and from men, it's just it was really in surprising. our families. Yeah, yeah, in our families too. <laughs> um, it was really, really surprising on all spectrums. Um, everybody, of course, when you tell somebody that you shaved your head, they automatically number one is what's wrong. Are you okay? Are you good? What are you going through? I'm good. I really just wanted to cut my hair off. So I did go through a rough, a rough breakup like a week, a month before that. Um, and I think that was a fresh start. Like a new person. It felt so liberating to just like be able to touch my scalp. <laughs> be Girl. able to rub my hand through my head. Be able to look like a whole new person and feel like a whole new person. And just understand that transformation and growth is a positive thing isn't it the best thing when you're in the shower just you could just rub your head oh it feels so good oh, <laughs> it feels so good but then in the winter time when it begin cold now you see why dudes be having toboggans on all that stuff because it had begin cold fast then your whole body get cold oh i thought to fit it in a second in okay. a second <laughs> but yeah so um i'll say my family had a pretty positive verbally telling them it wasn't positive it was like what in the heck are you doing are you crazy but then when they saw like after i did it they were like oh, okay it's not not too bad that's pretty good how did you, how did your family react um i think i didn't really tell my brothers i just posted a picture and you know they were like oh it's cute it's good blah 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 my dad was like Cece, you always cutting your hair just to put weave on your head <laughs> like every time you know that's his response yeah. you know he didn't really say much, but my mom was like, why did you cut your hair? <laughs> why are you cutting your hair? She did not like it at all. She still don't like it. Shout out to my mama, but she still love me. <laughs> but you know, like we as black women, that our hair is everything, everything to us, everything. And so when you cut it off, it's like, okay, what are you going to do now? Right. But we're fine. Like, and the response, uh, girl. But especially Chelsea, when you have good hair why did you cut your hair people dive for your hair mm -hmm. your hair is so healthy yep. your hair is long your hair is curly your hair is not nappy and it's like it was still unhealthy and i did a video on this letting your hair go so that it can grow um people don't really understand that your hair is going to grow regardless but mm -hmm. are you retaining that length are you retaining what has grown and if your hair is damaged if you have split ends if you're putting dye and all this in your hair, then it's not retaining the length. So, yes, it looks like it's still short, <laughs> but it has grown. Yeah. You see, like, even now, that black, that's growth. Mm -hmm. And this blonde stuff is so damaged. So, I'm not sure how long my hair is even going to grow right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to start over. <laughs> oh, it's going to grow. It definitely is going to grow. Um, but I think I was most surprised because I really thought, like, when I shave my head, oh, I'm going to be ugly. I'm going to be so <laughs> ugly. Ain't nobody going to want me. Ain't nobody going to talk to me. But no. Then they <laughs> love it. it. <laughs> they love <Opposite>. it. And <laughs> like, all you hear is, it's so different. Mm -hmm. Like, I get to touch your scalp. Black women don't let you touch their head. And it's just, it's a positive. Mm -hmm. All men. Black queen. Black power. Natural hair. They love that shit. 
absolutely have I'm loved sorry, it y'all. no complaints <laughs> whatsoever <laughs> not one not like oh you should i like you better with long hair no Mm-mm. it brings out your face like it really yeah. shows who you are versus your hair you know masking your beauty definitely you didn't want to talk about this but i do <laughs> Um, I just I saw this tweet and it's about uh, Michael what is it Michael, Michael B. Jordan, Jordan and Lori Harvey. Um, I we texted about it. I think it's a front, um, just a publicity stunt. Uh, she thinks they're in so. Love. My take on it is, you know, a lot of times when we get in relationships, even if it's long term, even if you feel like you're in love and you're not really secure in it you're not comfortable in it like even mine i was with someone for two years and i really didn't post him because i i had a feeling that he was doing something else on the side so he wasn't getting that time on my instagram facebook whatever versus when you secure and you know that it can't be broken and you know that someone really loves you someone really cares about you someone's not you know doing side stuff you're more comfortable to post that person and you're more excited to really show you know the world so i feel like they may um enjoy each other in their company and be in love or whatever they say and they don't care what the world has to say they don't care about social media they don't have to hide it because it's real i i just <laughs> when they've been in relationships before and even because even who was she with future yeah. okay e- exactly why would she but post she, this man all the time <laughs> and before that who was she with that we know publicly, with? Diddy. Oh, okay. The, and who before that? Who she, I mean, but <laughs> but it's it's still Michael B. Jordan though. Like, yeah, I know he's he, fine, and he still is in the limelight and all that. Well, but what I'm saying is they not but a, the type not of serial individual cheater, and right? All that. Okay, yeah. He don't got all them kids. He, you know, but he's, he's, more, he's posting a, a lot about her more than he. She's posting a lot about him, and I I just wanted to. To look at the av- the avenue of like, he never really dated black women, and people got onto him like as of lately. People were giving him a hard time, and then all of a sudden he pops out with Lori Harvey. Just seems a little fishy. But you also have to think about the aspect of people, and we hate it, and their colorism, and who they feel like black men or whoever date. So if he was trying to win over the black community or women, I feel like he would go for a different different look like a more acceptable look to the you know because black women they let's be honest they always talk they always feel like men like yellow bones or lighter women yeah so him going for that is stereotypical yeah you would think he would go like another avenue to be like no see look if he was trying to you know do like a stunt but we never know you never know never (laughs) (laughs) honestly like i told her yesterday i was like i don't know and at the end of the day, it's their business. If it is a publicity stunt, it's working because everybody talking about it. So, and if they in love, then they you could tell they in love because they really do be all over each other, and it just be kind of awkward. I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> he might be coming out with a movie, y'all. That's what I mean. That's what it and sounds. And they gonna be in the like. movie together. <laughs> we gonna see. But let's talk about these student loans. Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> they can have that. Because <laughs> they're talking about student loan forgiveness. 
I forgave the mugs a long time ago. Okay, well, y'all y'all do what y'all need to do. I forgave him a long time ago. I'm good. I ain't gonna lie. I forgave him when I lost my job. <laughs> And I got that zero percent interest and that zero dollars a month. I haven't changed it since. I ain't gonna lie. And don't but plan on it. Watch it's been like it. two years. There's no need in changing it. I mean, cause I don't feel like that degree has altered anything in my life. Has changed much of anything. It hasn't just improved my living that much. Honestly, it hasn't all. improved job search because it's all about who you know anyway. Mm-hmm. So. And all these folks walking around without these degrees making a little more money than me. You know what frustrates me the most is, like, if you get on social media, there's people literally advocating that we should not get student loan forgiveness, even if it's just 10000 Maybe not forgive all of it, but we shouldn't get 10000 because they had to repay all their loans back. That was your decision, ma'am, sir. But the thing is, like, okay, well, they also had slavery and then they abolished it. Like, there, it's called change, like... Okay, but ain't nobody tell them to pay that loan back. <laughs> ain't nobody tell y'all do that. I mean, that's great that you paid it off, but I see no end in sight. I will never get mine paid off. I've seen people who literally have a hundred something thousand to pay off. They've already paid a hundred something thousand and still have a hundred something thousand to pay. It's ridiculous. The student loan system is literally set up for you to fail, and they get you when you're 18 and you know nothing about student loans. Yep. Nothing about them. And I went to college four years, no zero dollars in student loans. I didn't have anything to pay back. But then I went back to get my master's, automatic twenty four thousand. Then I started my doctorate. Y'all, t- put this into perspective. I only took four doctorate classes so far. Sixty seven thousand, sixty seven thousand in debt. And at that moment, I knew. You know, I always told my family, I said, I'm going to get my doctorate. Y'all are going to have to call me Dr. Harper. I'm going to lead the, lead the way. Because a lot of the women in my family, they haven't made it past high school. They haven't, you know, just, they haven't chased higher education. So I wanted to be the one to lead the way. I wanted to, you know, go the highest that you can go so that they can strive to or something. But when I saw that 40000 something for four classes, That's whatever ridiculous. I took, I was like, no, ma'am. Not no more. And mind you, I did take a little extra, but it was only like two, three thousand per class or whatever. And it just ain't it ain't worth it to me because I'm not planning on working for someone for the rest of my life anyway. So why exactly. chase that? Exactly. Y'all can have that money. <laughs> I think, girl. And I don't really plan on having kids, but if I do have them, my first thing is like, you don't have to go to college. But you, I mean, you obviously you have to have a plan. But you, like when I was growing up, college was not an option. You gotta go. Mm-hmm. Like it's not an option. You just better pick which one you want to go to. Yeah, you gotta go. But for me, I think with when I have children, if I do have children, they will not have to like be forced on. That's it every with everything like with sports, with college, like make a good choice. But make you're gonna have all these options. Like the the job that I do now. As an adjuster, you do not have to have a college degree. You go take a weekend class, you get certified, and then you can work the job. You can go to any trade school, and they make just as much, if not more, money than any college degree can get you. Way more money than yeah. my master's right now. So it's like, I'm not forcing that. Why am I going to force you to go into debt? Why am I going to force you to go be strapped to another four years of having to listen to somebody else do all that when you can go work for yourself, 
do your own thing. It just doesn't make sense to me. I'm going to push entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and ownership as much as I can for my kids. Definitely. And I grew up in a military home, so my parents, they knew go to work, come home, enjoy your family, but they didn't know work for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom, she did the... Avon and other stuff that you know a lot of yeah. um, women did at that time but as far as just entrepreneurship and just business ownership when I started doing that my parents were looking at me like girl sit down what are you doing <laughs> girl that's not going but you know once I kept going I kept going I kept going and I finally found like cooking was my thing now my mom and them understand like you don't necessarily have to work for nobody exactly. you can find your own path and really make that work for you and my dad did that with his AU team um, but as far as no, my kids ain't gotta go Mm-mm. if they don't want to go. Like you gotta, but you gotta work and you gotta get, yeah, you gotta get to it. You gotta, you gotta have money. a plan for something else. <laughs> You're not gonna just sit here. But college, I'm not gonna force college on you. Yeah, at 18, you're gonna go get your high school diploma because you gotta have that. Got to. But <laughs> after that, if you have a plan to go and plan of and it's well written out and you've thought it through, go yeah. for it. Right. I'm not about to force that. That's what I tell my students too now because I counsel 16 to 24 year olds and they're always preaching, oh, you need to go to college. You need to do this. Even during now during the pandemic, it's like, you need to do this. You need to do that. And I'm just like, no, your trade is going to make you more money than that. You're getting a trade right now for free. Like you're getting a high school diploma for free. Go do something that's going to really produce money for you Mm -hmm. long term. Because right now, they want you to go work these $17 an hour jobs, $18 an hour jobs. Yep. But how much How much are you really going to get to doing that over and over and over and over every day? Same thing. Same amount of money. It don't change. And as an <laughs> entrepreneur, you don't... Like, when you go work for somebody else, the amount of money that you can make is limited Cats. with the amount of time that you can actually work. Yeah. When you're an entrepreneur, you can be asleep all night long and money is flowing in. Well, I would, literally, I'm going the avenue. My sister literally called me a serial entrepreneur because I am. I don't care what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have all these different avenues. Some's gonna make. Some's gonna take off. Some's gonna make some money because I I hate working for other people. Right. I hate it more than anything. I'm, and that brings me to the point where you said serial entrepreneur. People ask me, Cece, why are you doing this? You doing that too? You doing that? How are you doing all this? I don't feel like you should allow people to box you in. Ever. Do not let people to tell you. Do not let people tell you that you can't do multiple things at once. Like you can do whatever you want to do. Like some people are skilled at one thing and that's it. But then there's other people who are skilled at multiple things, and you should explore all of them explore every single thing that you're good at but i wonder oh. though like when you say somebody is uh skilled at like one thing and that's it are they really just skilled at that one thing or is that the only avenue they explored that's the only thing they explored because but i really don't feel like even yeah i feel like everybody has multiple interests we just are the ones that are like i'm gonna explore every single one of them and see what what makes me the happiest what makes me the most money like what can i get out right. of it and then that just goes back to people boxing you in. Yeah. Sometimes people have one talent. Like, even with me playing basketball, that's all people thought I did. All people thought that I was good at. But really, I was an excellent writer. I was a great writer. And it wasn't, even in college, I would tell people, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write books. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And they're like, no, you're going to play basketball. No, you're going to go to the WNBA. And I'm like, no. I'm now cooking for people, making more for being at a event space for four hours than I make in two weeks yep like I go to my job every day for two weeks at a time to make the same that I can make 
in one day. Man, and that blows my mind because people still tell you to keep your day job. Don't quit your day job because, you know, they're scared to chase their dreams or their business to the place where it now replaces. Yep. So you're scared to take that day off for that one catering event that's going to give you two weeks worth of a paycheck. And it's like, no, I'm not stopping until (laughs) I can quit my job. Yep. Until I can say, y'all, I'm not working for you no more. I'm not doing this. Because at the end of the day, I want my own money. I don't want you to tell me that I got to come in at 9 a.m. And if I don't text your phone, it's an issue. You wake up and you Girl, I was not thinking about you. you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to think about you. I'm tired. I wanted to sleep this morning, okay? You want to have a call (laughs) at 11 a.m. for somebody that has nothing to do with me. (laughs) And mind you, jobs do, you know, they do teach you structure. They teach you human interaction and whatever else, but forever, mm-hmm. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine working for somebody for the rest of my life. That just I, I won't make do sense. it. I will not do it. Mm-mm. No, ma'am. It. No, sir. <laughs> like I admire. Out here, there's so many estheticians. There's mm-hmm. so many makeup artists. There's so many shit. Just everything, and they're making five thousand, six thousand, eight thousand, ten thousand a week. Yep. A week. And it's like, they've only been doing this for five years, three years. Like, Amber Dorsey, I'm about to shout her out. I know this wasn't planned, but I met with her two years ago when I was living downtown. And she told me she just quit her job. Like, she told me, you know, just so much stuff was spiraling down in her life. And she chose to quit her job and go into, or I don't remember if she quit or she got fired. But she chose to go into real estate. And now she's just flourishing. She has, literally two years ago, she has built her own company she has people working for her. Wow. She's selling like crazy. And it's just so inspiring and so amazing to see people jump out on faith and really be able to move mountains. Yes. And I desire to be that person that leads people <laughs> towards that. Because, no. We're not going to do it. I absolutely refuse. <laughs> Me and Chelsea text about this all the time. Literally, like, every day. We like, yep. bro, how can we elevate? How can we get better? How can we help each other? Because if you don't have people in your corner that are really positive, inspired, then what are you doing? And why are they there? <laughs> <laughs> like, if I can't come to her and tell her, bro, I'm finna open a boutique. And she'd be like, okay, what what, what do we got to do? Yeah. Then why is she even here? What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so we're back. Um, we want to talk about creating boundaries in your life as an adult and how that just generates peace all around within your life um so chelsea if you want to talk about some ways that creating boundaries and being able to say no to others um creates peace for you i know when i have like a lot on my plate when i know i've got to make a cake or i've got to record or just do a lot like and there's something i'll somebody inviting me out or want to go do something my first reaction is, of course I want to go, so I'm going to hurry up and do this. But by the end of the night, I know I'm going to be dead tired, and I'm not going to want to go. And so I should have just said no earlier, but I didn't. I was like, gung-ho, let's go, let's go. And then at the end of the night, I'm like backing out and looking like a bad person. So if I had set those boundaries ahead and just said no myself, <laughs> no on the front end, then I would have been fine. But I guess, I don't know, like... Just being able to say no is really freaking hard. It's hard for me, too. I do not know how to say no. I could have negative $5 in my account. And I'd be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to just not do nothing for the next two days. Blah, blah, blah. Then somebody's like, hey, see, you want to go eat? And I'm going to be like, damn. 
I really can't go, really don't want to go, but let me go pull out this $20, get charged $35 on the mm-hmm. back end. And then it's like, now you $55 in a negative be- to do something that you really don't even want to do. You really would have been fine just sitting at home. But I just, I never knew how to say no. I never knew how to feel, I guess, like, do what I want to do and not feel bad Put about yourself it. first. Like, why? That's, just say it. Put yourself first. Literally. It's in so relationships and everything. Yeah. I've always been the person who tries to please the next person. Always been the person who tries to do the right thing. Yep. Or do the you good don't want thing by someone else. Yeah. yeah. I don't want nobody to feel any type of way towards me ever. And anybody can tell you this. I'm so just... Even when I do tell people stuff, I try to say it in the nicest way. So it's going to take me 45 minutes to even respond. Yep. Because I'm trying to be nice about it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know. Or I'll be like, dang, I fell asleep instead of saying, no, I didn't want to go because I don't want you to feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. Or (laughs) I've done that. I'm going to say, I'm on my period instead of saying, no, I don't want to. I just don't want to have sex with you. Like, (laughs) (laughs) stuff like that. But. When you do get to a place, like, I think after my last breakup and my last situation, I understood that if I wanted to be happy, I had to put myself first. Like, I can't go everywhere that people want me to go. I can't do everything that people want me to do. And I can't put everybody's emotion before my own because then it consciously sets me back. Like, I know that this is about to put me back. Like, I'm about to put myself on the back burner because you want to put me on the back burner. Yep. And I know that it's going to make you feel satisfied. Well, you're trying to satisfy everybody else, so you're not happy anymore. So then you have those, like, feelings towards the person that made you unhappy. But they, honestly, they They didn't do it. It's your fault. (laughs) You should have just said no, and you would have been happy and been fine. And the person probably wouldn't even really care. Wouldn't even care. And then when you think about men, he got five other girls on the... If you say no, that man finna move on to the okay. next. He don't. He really don't care like that. And the ones that do, if you're... Are gonna be fine when you say no anyways. Honestly. <laughs> and if you and if you really think about it in the grand scheme of things, if you say no and he gets an attitude and gets mad, is that really somebody you want to deal with? You want to Anyways? Right. No, not at all. Because most of the time your no's are gonna come with the reason. Yep. It's gonna be a valid reason why you cannot do this or why you don't want to do this or why... This is not the right thing to do at this right time. Yep. So anybody who, like she said, they're going to want to talk about it and then they're going to gain understanding. Yeah. And you move forward. Anybody else? They're just going to do what they do. (laughs) Like my last used to block me. Used to block me, honey. (laughs) Because he could not understand my truth. He could not accept my truth. He did not like my truth. So you got to understand it's about you. And if you if you ain't happy, you can't make nobody else happy. Can't make nobody else happy. You got to be right within. You got to be happy within yourself. And you have to do what's best for you in order to do for others. Yep. Because if you got negative 55 in your account, how are you going to help her? <laughs> how, my- you know, how are you going to help yourself? Like, if, some, if an emergency happened, what, what are you going to do? Man. <laughs> Y'all just got to learn to create boundaries in your life. Yep. And that's not even just re- relationships. That's at work. If you, like, I have students, sometimes they'll call me at 12 a.m. And I'm like, no, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm your counselor. You call me within reasonable hours. That's Daylight just how hours. that goes. Like, I can't be your friend. I am your counselor. I'm here to help you. I'm here to guide you. But I'm not here to talk to you about random stuff at inappropriate hours. Right. With your bosses. 
I am your employee. I am working for you, but you are not my mother. <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm a grown you don't have adult. To, to them at all. I'm a grown adult. <laughs> like I could choose to leave this establishment at any point. Period. When you're in a business and you set prices and you set timing and you send contracts, you do not have to waver for a person because you know them. Yep. If I charge $500 for a private dining session, I don't have to charge you $250 because I've known you for four years. And those are the sorry. people that ask for the <laughs> discounts. The people who you have known for the longest will be the first. Well, I won't but I feel what. like it's the people who you've known but you're not really close I, with. I was about it's to, not the ones that you're the closest yeah. with. It's the ones that just know you. Because the ones you're closest with will pay full price pay and tip on top price. of that. And give you more. But the ones who are like, okay, I know her. She's going to cut me a deal. I'm in this to make money. I'm not in this to just cook for you or to bake for you. Like I'm not here to just serve you. Like I'm here to I'm doing this for a purpose and it's to make to money. make money and people don't understand that. Like especially the opposite sex. Mm. It's like CC cook for me. CC blah bruh. Cooking costs money. A lot. And, and it takes time. time. Labor. <laughs> and no, it's I'm not cooking for you no more. I cooked for free. To get seen, mm-hmm. to have people know that this is what I do, this is what I want to do, this is what I'm good at. Now I am at a level where people are paying for the service, so I'm not cooking for you for free. Yep. Unless you are my man, I'm not doing it. Tap the link in my bio, book me, <sighs> and then I'll cook for you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy how many people, and then people don't respect your time people don't respect your energy people don't respect your services and this is people that you know because i've never had an issue with payments or anything with people that i've never Mm. met yep i've only had an issue with people that i know but am not that close with (laughs) yeah ever and it's sad because i'm never gonna ask nobody for no discount I'm never going to ask somebody to do a service for free. I'm never going to ask. Like, never going to do that. Yeah. So, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Don't even make sense. <laughs> it don't, don't even make sense it. to me in my head. So, what y'all thinking? <laughs> it is what it is, Shoes. <laughs> I guess it's the game now. I guess that's just how it works. But I'm not participating in the game. <laughs> Run me my coins. We don't want to play them games. <laughs> Run me my coins. Okay. <laughs> Because one thing about Chelsea, she ain't going to do it again. (laughs) Ever again. I'm going to give you one more time. Guess what? Get played. And it happened. And it happened, Chelsea, the way we thought it would. It happened. And I still say yes because I didn't know how to put that wall up and create boundaries to say, you know what? I'm not doing business with you no more. You can be cool with me. You're an associate. You can speak when you see me, but I don't want your money because it's not coming on time and it's not following the contract. I will say though, your profit margin is a lot larger than mine. So like the, in the grand scheme of things of like, I'm not going to waste my time, my, my whole entire day for a couple hundred dollars where yours was like, more way more than that yeah and so i would i can see why you would risk it more yeah. than me like i'm not risking for, <laughs> I'm, i'll just go to work like i'll just go sit in the office for a day if i want my time wasted <laughs> but like your profit margin i can understand why you do that but but i text mm-mm. chelsea for two weeks like bro 
I'm so sick. And of as this. soon as I got back in town, I said, "We're going. Let's go." And she was good at. And I'm like, "Let's go." And I'm like, "No, it's cool. It's okay. I'm just gonna wait." But I'm mad. Next Shit. day, I'm still mad. <laughs> Nothing's happening. A week later, <clears throat> well, Chelsea. Still no progress. <laughs> and that person out here having a good ass time living Everybody. life. Don't give a damn. <laughs> don't give a good damn, okay? <laughs> Girl. Uh, I'm just so nice for I don't know what reason. But hey, in twenty twenty one we setting the boundaries. We setting boundaries because I've already started that and people think I'm what did they say? We stuck up. I don't we care. mean we're this, we're that, and we're like, no, we cool as hell. We're chill as hell. Yep. We like to have fun, but nobody want to play games with y'all no more. I'm 28 years old, about to be 29 years old. I'm 29, about to be 30. Nobody got time to play with y'all. Definitely not. And we're trying to get money. We're trying to get houses. We're trying to get husbands. We're trying to have family. Like, people have things to do. Generational (laughs) wealth. My parents set a great example for me. Me and my brothers have never had to live in an apartment me and my brothers have never struggled unless we became adults and chose to because I have chose to struggle instead of asking. Not like I'm not doing my kids no type of way than the right way. Exactly. Like they're not gonna struggle. <laughs> you said you just said something there. The uh, not asking. I think that goes along with the boundaries too. Like we don't. We want to be a people pleaser. We also don't want to put people out. Like and we. I don't know if it's like we don't want to put people out or if it's I don't want people to know about what's going on or it's probably a combination of both like I don't know what you got going on in your life either so I don't want you to feel like you're obligated because I know me if somebody asks me I'm gonna do whatever I can to help help. you so I don't want you to feel like you got to do whatever you can to help me. And I also don't want you to know I'm struggling over Right. Because we were grown. We weren't. We didn't grow up in a struggle. <laughs> so no. why is we here? Why? <laughs> but again, like, I, I know I can ask my parents. I just, it's, it just takes so much pride to just be gone to do that. And it's so hard letting go of your pride. Yeah, when I it's tell so y'all, hard. I had to call my daddy and say, Dad, I'm going to be out of an apartment if you don't help me. And he was like, see. Why didn't you call? See, I'm about to send you the money right now. Yeah. See, I'm not letting my daughter go without a home. I'm not letting it's my not, daughter struggle. So why was I so scared? It's and not I know an option this. with them. And we know this. <laughs> like with and then people you talked about us not asking, not wanting to reach out to other people, but it's like we know such great people, such high people, such mm-hmm. people that can really help. And would help with no questions like, asked. With no questions asked. Like the resources, <laughs> even from KU alone. Mm-hmm. Like I literally have some amazing people who make amazing money, who have amazing followings. But I won't ask because of my pride. Yep. And I talk to them. It's not like I don't talk to these people. Even Chelsea, like, bruh, I didn't have money one time for a tire. And I wasn't even going to ask. I just said, bro, I'm going to just wait till my next time. And she just did it. Sometimes people, you just have to know me and know that I'm not going to ask. <laughs> and, I, I, and I said it not because I know you, but because I'm the same way. Like, I'm never going to ask nobody. <laughs> and uh, I'm never going to, I'm just not going to ask. If, right. I, if I need help, like, you know my situation. If you want to help, you can help. But I'm not going to, like, <laughs> like, just come out and be like, there. can you help me? Like, I, I can't. 
can't do it. It's weird. It just is weird. And if I have ever asked you, please know that it's because it, it, everything really in me like was was fighting. Like, <laughs> just don't do it. Pull them words back. But, I'm all cried out. Yeah, literally. I've I've explored every other avenue on my own that I could to try to figure it out, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, and then sometimes it's like you wait too late. Yeah, like I literally put myself in a situation that was unsalvageable. Before I asked, when I could have asked when it was minor and it'd be completely done and not affect me in the long term. Yep. So sometimes your pride is your biggest downfall. Your ego got to go. Got to go. I think that's in everything too. Not just financially, but like just letting the pride go. Because it's not pride is never a good thing. Never. Honestly. Like never. I could never think a time where pride is like, oh, that was good. Like I'm glad I kept my pride. I'm glad. No, never. Like never. <laughs> And most of the time, but I've had a lot of relationships ruined from pride on my end and their end. <clears throat> and then even when you think about like sports, when you think about career, when you think about just every, in everything, in everything, with everything, mm-hmm. pride is never going to work. Never. Never. Love. It's not beneficial. <laughs> like, <laughs> let that shit go. Just be you. Understand that nobody's perfect. Nobody has it all figured out. We're all trying to find our way. And we're here to help each other. Like, we're not here to be enemies and fight and kill all the time. Like, we're here to assist. I think, (laughs) you know, we were talking about asking. And we have, we weren't afforded opportunities. And we have been very, we're very privileged. We came from very privileged backgrounds. But we still weren't afforded the same opportunities as our white counterparts. And... They are given, not everyone, but the majority, they're given all these, it's just laid out in front of them. They don't have to ask. And so why are we not doing this? Like, why don't we ask? That's the only way that we're going to ever get up there. Like, but what's crazy is, as black women, when we decide to start asking, when we decide to start saying, digger. this is the type of man I'm going to have, when we decide to say, this is the type of life, we're a gold digger. Gold digger. We only chase athlete whatever what do they say jersey chaser mm-hmm. and we don't really get you know we grew up around athletes that's what we i do athletes. i play basketball <laughs> yeah so people don't look at us like that but a lot of other black women who did not do that is they're gold digger they're a jersey chaser they think they're this they're, they're stuck up they're but any other race it's what they are deserving of it's a mm-hmm. it's their luxury with us, it's like, no, I deserve that same shit. Because, yep. nigga, I'm doing ten times for you. <laughs> but that's I'm behind thing. your back a hundred times that's, more. <laughs> that, that's the what thing. What are you talking about? They don't, like, because they have never been in a relationship with you, they don't understand what they could actually get if they just stop putting up that, oh, you're only here because of this and that. Like, we actually love these niggas. We actually like these niggas. Like care, like <laughs> the care is phenomenal. Because I, when I see a black man, I see my brother. I see I have three brothers. I have my dad, all of my cousins, and it's like the black the, men the are love everything. runs deep. It is in my blood. Everything. everything, everything, everything. Phenomenal kings, kings. We love y'all so much. Like that shit. When I see black men getting gunned down, oh. like black men going through the struggle, black men like that shit devastates me. I hate it. Hate it with a passion. It makes me emotional every single mm-hmm. time. Like seriously. 
I think, and I think I hate it most because there's nothing that I can do to, to fix help. it and to help it. Like it, there's literally nothing I can do. You see black women on the front lines mm-hmm. at every march, and what happens? Yep. What happens? They being, we're the ones who are being like knocked out. Okay, so I watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. Uh, Portia, her granddaddy was a huge activist, so of course she's gonna be following in his footsteps mm-hmm. doing that. She's on the front line. She got arrested twice. And one of the other girls, Kenya, was talking about, oh, you're just out here because you want to be on camera. That's why you got it. Who, who gets arrested on camera? Like, no, she's really out here fighting for these people. Like, I truly believe she's an activist and she's really out here. Just the <clears throat> same as all these other black women. And I, on top of that, why can't we just praise each other even if it's fake? Like, fake it till you make it. <laughs> it's still going to build some... If I'm sitting here, we're not friends, and I'm sitting here, oh, girl... <sighs> whatever like whatever compliment i'm gonna give if i don't actually mean it it's still gonna give you a, give boost. You a boost at the end of the day like, what does it matter it's still like you see all these black youtubers making the dumbass prank jokes mm-hmm. the dumbass couple videos but they're getting money because <laughs> they're like getting be proud <laughs> why are you mad that they're getting money for making this doing this dumb shit go do that dumb shit too facts <laughs> <laughs> like damn she's what? selling raggedy weed but she making five thousand a month congratulations sis <laughs> let, let me find another dude God damn. we're gonna make our prank videos and just sell something out the trunk literally we're gonna make like, this money she picking people faces popping pimples all day but my girl is making five hundred dollars per session for an hour Woo. congratulations sis could you imagine? Like, God damn. Stop. We, I think as a black community, we are so competitive that we bring each other down. Mm-hmm. We're so competitive, we don't know how to turn it on and off. Yep. Like, that go for sports. That go for whatever else, but... Is it competitive, though, or is it, like, low-key hating? Because you see somebody doing well, and you can't figure out how, like, why they're doing well. So instead of you being like curious and trying to figure out how they do it, you start saying, "Oh, that's stupid! It's stupid! They shouldn't be doing that." But you know another thing with black people too, we don't like to help the next person at all. So even if they come to us and say, "How'd you do this?" We gonna say, mm, "Figure it out." I'm not. But a majority, yeah, figure it out yourself. Like no help. Just even wh- if you charge a small fee just to assist the next person. Just like hell, we want to. We want change. We want black people to be uplifted. We want our kings and queens to grow, but we also don't want them to get better than us. Well, the knowledge that we have—if somebody came and asked me about something that I know—that knowledge was not inherent. That's something that I learned from someone else. Yeah. So what do I look like sitting here saying I can't share that with you? I didn't learn this. I didn't just magically have this in my head one day I learned from so just keep teaching right and I think another thing is people my dad always used to tell me that people are more willing to help you when they see you trying mm-hmm. so sometimes you got those people that come to you that don't want to do shit like people that come to me about how do I write a I had a question the other day <laughs> <laughs> how do I write a book I said, what you mean? How do you write That's a book? That's a broad you write a book. You write the book. Literally, you have to put in hours, yeah. days, months, whatever, years, <laughs> and write. And they really was asking, how do I get you to write this book for me? Oh, no. Or 
what do I need to like every step? They it's want like, you to literally give I you the whole business. Give plan. you the whole business. No, I want you to go do your own research and then come to me and say, okay, I need questions. Feel, I need answers about this loophole that I. I've already or been this, writing about yes. this, but I don't want to know how to put it together or yeah, what, like, or I don't know how to publish it. Like I have a man. And he was my old, one of my old um, AAU coaches and, you know, kind of our rival team. And he hit me up and he said, see, I wrote a book, but I'm trying to publish it. What do I need to do? And it's That's like, oh, different. congratulations. Totally this is different. what you do. Yeah. Versus coming to me like, hey, see, I didn't write a book. Tell me how to write this book and how to I ain't got nothing book. going. And I'm like, dang, <laughs> you didn't do nothing. You didn't research anything. You didn't even try. You literally just saw I did something and wanted to know. And wanted to do it. If you want to know more about what I did, just ask. Yeah. I want to know more about your process, but you don't. You just try to frame it like something else. You got to do some type of work on the front end and then come to people and they'll be more more willing to help you. Yep. You can't just be lazy and out here trying to get it handed to you. Nobody's going to hand nothing to you. Nobody's obligated (laughs) to hand anything to you. Yeah. Period. I didn't. So on my videos, like my YouTube videos, I had no idea how to edit in the software program that I have. I had no idea how to do any anything. And I follow this girl, subscribe to this girl, Aaliyah's face on YouTube. Mm-hmm. She has a whole series about the day, a day in the life of the influencer, how she edits, how she does certain frames. Then there's like this whole like, there's a whole like genre out there of how to figure out how to edit and the final cut pro that i use like it's mm-hmm. literally so many avenues out here so many people Aaliyah's face is is very successful she has like 300 400 thousand mm-hmm. subscribers yeah. so she's not worried about helping me who has 14 yeah she don't care yeah. like she wants to help people to get better and she's sharing all the same secrets that she learned now like you said though <laughs> there is a time where she's like i'm not going to show you how i do Everything. Every little thing. I'm Everything. just gonna tell you this is what I do. Now I'm not gonna tell you how to work this whole program, but this is how I do this one little thing. Right. Like this little tip, little secret, because you're probably not gonna find that out right. here. Right. Right. So there's a there's definitely setting boundaries, and you can still keep line. yourself different because mm-hmm. she can still have her own creativity. So that even goes with my the cooking class that I did. So I set I laid out the seasonings that I do that I use. I gave them the whatever meal that they wanted to create. And I said, be creative. So mm-hmm. I tell you what kind of how I do it. But I'm not going to tell you every little detail because then you don't need me. Yeah. This is like you need to have need-based businesses. Mm-hmm. Everybody got to eat, but everybody can't cook. <laughs> Facts. Like, that's point blank period. So I'm going to kind of show you how to do this. But then you got to come back to me and be like, okay, what exact recipe was mm-hmm. that? How exactly do you put it on your plate? Yeah. How do you, you know what I'm saying? Like the presentation, everything. So you can show people the way without giving them your exact way. Exactly. Like just help people. Yeah. Period. I'm going to guide you on the direction, but you still got to drive down that path. You still got to drive down that path. Like I can give you this basketball scholarship, but how you perform is up to you. Yep. Whether you play is up to you. Whether you get the grades to maintain your scholarship is up to you. Yep. That's it. That's point blank period. People don't understand that. Like People can show you the way without holding your hand during the journey. And what good does it do to hold your hand? You got to slip and fall. When it comes down to the next thing, you're not going to know what to do <laughs> at all. At all. And I don't know. Like, I believe in teaching yourself, like, with 
my logos, I learned how to do that. With my flyers, I taught myself how to do mm-hmm. that. With my videos, people are like, who do you use? I use myself because yep. I wanted to be able to keep as much money in my pocket as I could. Yep. I don't want to pay somebody to do every little thing that I need in my life. Because then, then what's the point? Of, you're not going to make anything yourself. Like, I'm not going to follow. No, not going <laughs> to do none of that. Not going to buy followers. What I'm going to do is create better content. What I'm going to do is post better pictures. What I'm going to do is ask people, dang, how did you get this? Mm -hmm. Versus spending money to get something that really is not guaranteed at the end of the day. Because if you get them Chinese and Afghanistan and all the other, you know what I'm saying? You know what followers I'm talking about. I know. Like, all them, and then Instagram say, okay, we get rid of fake followers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which they did a long time ago. I remember like, that. Ain't nobody gonna tell that. Cause then my shit going Or bots. You got 10.1k followers, but only get 100 likes. I get 100 likes. Oh my God. I literally just talked I to my sister about that. I'm like, damn. You don't know none of the people. A specific person. A specific. We're probably talking about the same person. <laughs> but she has like, I swear it's like a 100,000 followers. But she be getting like a thousand, two thousand likes. I'm like, you can't even get. Well, so with that, and also, we have to take into account the that there's no the algorithm. Yeah. So even me, I probably see the same four people over and over and over. But goddamn, you got a hundred thousand. You need to get a little more than two k. That's that's my thing. If you have a hundred thousand, you should at least be getting ten thousand. That ain't even five percent. That's what I'm saying. Like you should have at least if if a hundred thousand thousand people are literally following you, (laughs) you can't get ten thousand of those people to like your picture. I don't. I don't know. Yes, we're we're all about doing things authentically, doing things the right way, the way that's going to be most beneficial. Because when you have authentic followers, when you have people who really support you and care for you and what you're doing, they pay attention. So it's going to elevate you. And they're going to elevate you too. Like when they see your stuff, they're going to push it out too. Like, hey, y'all look at this. Hey, y'all look at this. Literally, like most of my clients that I have right now in the cooking, caterings and stuff that I do is from word of mouth. I did a catering. I mean, I did. Yeah, I did a catering for a bridal shower, and then the next week, her friend was like, "Yo, I need you to come do a cooking class." Mm-hmm. And then her friend is like, "Yo, I need." You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's just it travels, and that goes back to just being a good person, just being genuine, just being personable, and taking pride in what you do. She's gonna teach me tomorrow, y'all. Take pride <laughs> in what you do. Be honest about what you do, and. I ain't trying to talk about this, but y'all, there is a lot of scamming ass people in the world. I'm sick of it. Like, people work hard for their money. And this is very close to me right now, okay? So, I'm speaking from a close place right now. And I just don't believe taking from people, especially people who you claim to care about. Because once you get to a certain level where... Your morals and your ethics and your values are being challenged every single day because you are doing things that go against it. Yeah. You're going to go and keep pushing until finally that rubber band pop. And now you just wide open. Whatever, whoever, however, and you just scamming. So I just don't believe in having that shit. It close to me, girl. Like but- if you was a, if Chelsea was a scammer, I don't know if I could be her friend because then I'm like, I don't trust you the least bit. Because if you're doing that, what else are you doing? <laughs> And how far are you going to go with it? Yeah. That's like when you start dancing or when you become a drug dealer. You're making a certain amount of money. It's hard to stop. 
It's oh, hard to stop. It exactly. becomes a drug. Mm-hmm. People go to the casinos and they gamble and they get addicted. Mm-hmm. People drink and they get addicted. People smoke and they can't stop. That's the same with getting money. Like when you getting money, you want that shit by shit. Getting money is probably worse. Possible. <laughs> Literally, getting money is probably worse. It's you for probably me steal it from is. your mama. So why I think you ain't gonna steal from me? Oh yeah. Why I want you in my house? Yeah. Hell no. Hell no. Talking about don't give me your cash up. Well, don't give. Don't come rob me. Shit. If I can't give you my cash up, you gotta go. You know, <laughs> you I can't hand you my card as my friend to pay for the meal while I go to the bathroom because you probably gonna take my credit card you number. You gonna take pictures and shit. Like, no. <laughs> That's go. a no for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. This I think about for me. People think on surface level, but I be like. <laughs> I'm looking at your website and it look a little sketch. You talking about send you this money for this service, but I ain't seen you not one review. Yeah, no. Why? Gotta go. Cause I know you. I, you don't really know people for real. How you think you know them? Yeah, I've been in a relationship for three. Uh, what a what, what situationship for three <laughs> years. And Chelsea, no. Towards the end, I realized I didn't know shit about that man's life. That's the worst. I was like. Oh, wait, what did you just say? Yeah. Wait, what? Wait, what? And was with this man every day. And once that happens, it's like, dang, you really realize you don't really know people. Yeah. People tell you what they want you to know, and what they want you to see and what they want you to hear. And that's why I hate like the relationship goals shit. Because you, you, people only post the positives. Nobody's out here only. saying, we're struggling. We struggle. We fighting. We going through it. But you know when well, people do do that, because I do that. I post like real, honest, raw. Been through this, gone through this. I write about it. Even in my first book, my mom like, why you put that in there? Because it's honest. It happened, and I don't care, and I don't. Judgment does not move me these days. Like it is what it is. Why you put it like that? Dang, it looked like you was doing this, and I'm like, at the end of the day. I want pe- I want to help people. I want people to have an understanding that we all go through shit. We all get through shit and it yes. keeps coming. It keeps coming. Once That's you get through life. one thing, it comes again. But you got people who post this positive, happy, unbroken life and you don't even realize that person on the verge of suicide. Yep. That person person is going through all types of health issues that you have no idea about, and you can't even assist if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like people gotta, y'all gotta grow up. Y'all gotta be real <laughs> with yourself. You gotta get in touch with reality because it's so many people hurting that really could benefit from you sharing your story and yeah. being honest and open. And that's man. Mm-mm. It's okay <laughs> to be a real person that goes through stuff. Exactly. Like Supercent, she became a millionaire, what, overnight? But she talks about how she had to, the month before or whenever, sell fucking plates out of her kitchen because mm-hmm. she couldn't pay her rent. Yeah. Now she's millionaire. <laughs> like, think about that. That is that is a positive story that can influence somebody, that can inspire somebody, that can help somebody realize that just because I'm homeless today doesn't mean I can't get a job tomorrow and then find yeah. a home the next day. Like, mm-hmm. all that fake stuff ain't going to help people to excel in life. At all. Because <laughs> life is hard. It's hard, man. It's hard. 
And it'll hit you smack dab in the face. <laughs> knock you over. Whether you had a easy upbringing or hard. You mm-hmm. have to understand once you become adult, it's, it's either or. Yeah. In your life can go either way. Because at this point, your parents are not making decisions and they're not guiding you. You are guiding yourself in a situation that you've never been in. Yeah. They, you're not going to call your mom in every little situation because I ain't trying to have my mom all in my business. <laughs> Just like we was talking about earlier. Like, we're not going to do all that. <laughs> like, dang, I want you to edit my book, but now you asking me how much my book worth. Like, <laughs> dang, how much you going to profit? <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I swear. Because now, every time I'm broke, you're going to say, but you made. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you get your $600 stimulus? And I'm like, <laughs> dang. <laughs> So that's funny. That's funny as hell. Cause I share a lot with my mom. Like my mom's my best friend. But when it comes to sharing my location, I ain't doing it. I share with my sister. I even share with my dad. I'm not sharing with my mom because, okay, say I go see somebody late at night. She gonna see I'm downtown. I'm in Plano. I'm not at my house. Put it that way. I'm not at my house. This girl gonna text me the next morning. What was you doing last night? Where was you at? Who was you with? Girl, if you don't get out of my business. Okay, Chelsea, I have a confession. Oh, Lord. (laughs) And Lauren does this to me all the time. And I'll be like, bro, you're a freaking creep. Why are you watching me? Why are you following me? And Marquisha, too. She'd be like, why are you on the highway? Blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, what? (laughs) Chris has done this, too. But the other day... (laughs) I was on our pictures and I was going to like all of our old pictures and I saw your location and I was like, bro, I wonder where she's at and what she do. <laughs> and I wanted to text you, but then I was like, I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel creepy like Lauren though. <laughs> but like it's doing it. My sister I was doesn't. watching. I was zooming in <laughs> trying to figure out the streets. <laughs> but listen, like my sister does it obviously because I tried to surprise her ass and she fucking knew I was there. Literally 10 minutes before I... She don't even say nothing. That's the funny part. (laughs) I was like, bro, like, I'm literally 10 minutes from your fucking house. And I can't even surprise you because you're checking my location. (laughs) Honestly, cool with it. It's the the question asking after. Because my mama go... It's cool. Honestly, I'm cool with the questions. Because your questions coming from you is going to be like, okay, cool. My mama going to be like, okay, so you going to see him again? You going to do this? Bro! Who is he? And I'm like, if I tell you, you're still you don't know. Who gotta know. You don't. That's know. Kristen Kendrick for y'all. <laughs> y'all gotta know. Chris is always in my business, and I'll be like, Chris, you're not gonna know even if I tell you. <laughs> right? She's like my mama. <laughs> I, <laughs> my, <laughs> you keep up with London. Leave me alone. <laughs> right there, you go. <laughs> I'm grown. <laughs> I mean, it's all in love, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes I'd be like, nah, girl, you can't know my location all the time. Girl. And then a certain car would be parked in front of my house. Like, I kid you not. Oh, and y'all. And y'all Chris be like, why is such and such at your house? And I'd be like, girl, what? <laughs> if you don't mind your business. And this is what I had to hide it. You know, this mm. was my, you know. Yeah. My main, but it was a sneaky link at the time because I was supposed to be done with him. So Chris will always be like, "Why is such and such car here? Why is such and such? I'll be like, "Bruh, you gonna start parking around the corner, and I'll come pick you up or something." Cause she know what we got going. <laughs> Girl, anytime she mentioned the sneaky, like I'll be like, "Ah, oh, hell, here we go." Every time, Chelsea be like, 
what you do. When I say that I done something, she always assumes it's this. And the past couple times, it always has been. No, the past couple times. Oh yeah, you're right. You right, was right, like, you oh, right. I thought she was gonna say. You're right. You're right. You're right. So I, I was like, no. Nope. I was surprised. I've been got good. her group. Cece got her group back. Okay. Stella. <laughs> Stella. Stella. Oh, still Lord. too, girl. Oh, still. But it's a different Stella. <laughs> Y'all, <laughs> I'm just happy I'm living my life. I'm so thankful for growth. I'm thankful for this singleness because this honestly is the best thing for me right now in my business growth in every aspect of my life. Sometimes you got to be by yourself and make Girl. your own decisions and not have no distractions. Because it only becomes a distraction having to think about what... Somebody, Somebody else, else doing what they doing, considering them and all your actions. Like sometimes I just ain't got time for money. It. I got so many money actions. Is I'm extra, doing Chelsea. Uh uh-uh. uh. I gotta cook uh-uh. for you sometimes just to make you feel good. <laughs> no. I have to come over late night when you. Ask I'm already you tired. Come over. I done did all this during the whole day. Like we gotta mm-hmm. go on dates, so I gotta do my hair when I don't feel like it. <laughs> it's a lot that comes with it dating is. that people really don't appreciate not even appreciate what am i trying to say people don't consider but yeah people don't consider that it's, it's so much that goes into it and then when you're dating the the right way which is not staying set on one situation one per one person because honestly you should be able to explore mm-hmm. because every time that i have met someone and dated and decided I'm going to just jump into this and cut everybody off it has ended horribly because that was my only option and fell in love yep. and now you can't get out and it's like damn but that option was better yep. now I see now but you if I would gave it option. a couple more weeks to realize who was really the better match than mm-hmm. it would have you know a lot of times people don't we just want to jump into the first thing the right the one that looks the best at you know first glance Without really weighing our options. And when you have options, you're not as concerned with, with one person. Because person. when you're concerned with one person, you're texting more. You're, want, you're thinking a lot more. I am, at least. I'm trying to figure out what you're doing. Where you at? What you're doing? When, you, when you're not texting me back, when you're not calling me, I'm like, oh, what you got going on? What you doing well, you could be doing something else or texting other people. Right. Or not. If I got a couple options, I'm... Okay, you ain't gotta hang out with me tonight. I'm gonna hang out with so and so or whatever. Like I'm, and I'm, I don't know. I'm not considered with. I'm not consumed with your whole consumed life. Consumed with your whole life until yeah. I know that you are consumed with my whole life. Okay. Because if we're not colliding in this consumption, <laughs> this ain't right. If we're not now, consumed. No, nah, I'm trying to figure out what you got going on. So now I gotta go start 31 weeks back on your Instagram. <laughs> I gotta become a detective to figure out what you're doing. And I'm going to find out what you're doing. And I don't got time for that no more. Girl. I'm not touching a man's phone. I promise you. I I have done that before and it ended horribly. I when I tell y'all and China Robinson can (laughs) attest to this. Because my he don't know this, but I'm about to tell (laughs) y'all. I went in his establishment, and it wasn't his home. It wasn't his establishment that I was working at that at the time. And I seen every woman that he had sexed, 
that he had had do things with their mouth, that he had been texting, that he I saw everything. And it oh, was wow. the worst moment of my life. China, like when I tell you, we <clears throat> went in this man's establishment. It had locks and everything on the door. <laughs> He had locks on the door. He had all types of stuff to, for me to be able to get in, but I knew how to get in because I was working there. Y'all, this it was so disgusting, and that's an, it was so disgusting. Like it was at least at least fifty women, no jokes. Like fifty women's. I'm seeing white cream. I'm seeing oh God. everything, everything, and I'm just sitting there like. Oh my god I left that Could not deal with it And after that I found out the truth about his life And I was just like dang I didn't know this person at all I didn't know this person at all Wow And Don't go through people's phones Don't go through people's <clears throat> personal items Leave it alone if you think he cheating he cheating Yeah if, if you think he cheating he cheating If you really have to do all that then you really know yeah, I got I got that feeling. I literally wasn't even with this nigga for like a month. I got that feeling. I said, "Shit is off. Shit is weird." And my dumbass went through the phone. And boy, it re- and it really makes you think. Like, who the fuck is this nigga? I've been laying beside. Like, it's all uh, of Tracy, y'all. Because me, like, what I'm giving you is me. Like, it's I'm everything. I'm not over here having a whole different life in my phone. Like, my phone. What you see on my phone, what I post, what I look at, what I is me. Like I'm not out here living, but this nigga was living a whole different life in his phone. Double life, and Justin L.A. boy, he talk about this. People be having double lives, but it be I'm. Let me not. Let me not go there. But it really be like the the niggas that like. Who are you trying to be? Like I gave you a chance, and you shouldn't have got a fucking chance. Ooh. And you over here. This how you do me. I bet. It's not the one who you feel is on your level. It's the one who you have totally removed all of your standards for. I promise you, it's the quote unquote, you know, that's why people say, I'd rather get cheated on by a man who is providing for me, giving me all the things I Mm -hmm. want, like able to give buku money whenever yeah. then i broke like why am, why am i being cheated on with someone and with, i'm and we broke with six different kids i gotta spare you money you ain't gonna come fix my car you ain't gonna take my trash because you, you don't know how to do that shit. why am i sitting here getting cheated on by you when i can go get cheated on by joe who makes five hundred thousand at least my bills paid at least my bills is paid. And I've never been the type to be a gold. I've never been a jersey chaser. I don't believe in a whole child support shit. Like, that shit, it makes me mad. Like, girl, you don't need a hundred million a month no. to take care of that goddamn yeah. child. But I do believe that women deserve to be spoiled. I do believe that a woman oh, yeah. deserves to be taken care of. And I do believe that woman deserves to have the best possible man. Period. And it's okay for saying you don't... Like, it's nothing against a man if you don't meet my standards. You're going to be somebody else's. You just don't meet mine. Right. It's just okay. Like, I may not be exactly what the next man exactly. wants. Exactly. Like, Chelsea, remember we uh, had that experience at Level? Oh. Uh, 
And we met this little short. What man. makes you? What makes you think it was a short? He man, wants you a little small man. He was probably about five four. So he's talking to us the whole time. He's talking about how nice we are, how beautiful we are, blah blah blah. And then finally, we mentioned something <laughs> about height. No, Ooh, it triggered that we, man. We talked about this the last time. It triggered him. We're not short women, so we don't want no. Sh- I, I'm five seven and three quarters. I'm five nine. Like, mm-mm. that man was not having it. And he told us, what did he say? Y'all ain't good enough. What if y'all ain't good enough for the for blah, blah, blah man? Or the what man with you, this, that, What third? makes you think you you are the type of woman that he wants? He wants. And honestly, that's what they've been Regardless on. how people feel, regardless what people think we look like, regardless whatever, <laughs> I have gotten every man that I've ever wanted okay. and i'm not even joking okay any man that i've seen and i've been like damn i want him i have gotten him some way or another yeah like i've literally gone to and this is cute so i went <laughs> to tate's <laughs> tate's one year shout out to y'all so i went to tate's me and my sister we ended up crying on the stoop blah 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 and i seen this man he was a tall six five i wrote a poem about this shit and he was staring at me we were staring at each other and i just knew like i think i, know I want that man did not speak to him the rest of the night this man came found me on instagram like randomly went through i i had so happened to post a tate's like oh yeah like put <laughs> that on he the found universe me, girl and i was like dang it always happens mm-hmm. naturally like anytime i want a man i find him or get him in some way or he finds me so that man whatever he was talking irrelevant because i know chelsea's it's the same way <laughs> girl like personalities on top of being attractive women, on top of having natural thick bodies, on top of just we cool as fuck. We cool as fuck. <laughs> so <laughs> if we don't know you, we gonna we gonna be awkward as fuck at first. Like I'd be super shy, be sitting there not saying nothing, not talking. <laughs> but boy, you gonna see all, like you gonna be like, who the fuck are these girls? When we actually comfortable, <clears throat> literally, men be like, bro, I did not expect. Did not expect you were fucking childish, annoying, (laughs) weird sometimes. You're gonna make me dance in the middle of the room with you, just us two at night with my red light. I'm gonna make you pray with me. That's when they be like, "Damn, I actually really like you." Like, we're literally like you. You dope. Like you cool. Like, did you think I was fucking stuck up and like a frigid or something? I don't know. Mm -mm. Me. And men will tell you at 2 a.m. I'm going to have you in here two-stepping with me in the living room. I promise you. And you're going to be singing songs. <laughs> you're going to be laughing. <laughs> but, that should be fun. <laughs> like, I'm I'm with real interaction. Like, all that for fake, for show. Like, just so I can put on this bag and take a picture with you. No, yep. I want us to really connect and vibe and be able to help each other. Because at the end of the day, your partner is your helpmate. They're here to elevate you. Like, why I gotta fight with you every day about you cheating when we're supposed to be here helping to build a life? What is the that point? That is what it's intended for. If that's my only worry, what is the point? If I that's don't all I can get think about. It. I don't get it. Yeah. I have to worry about <laughs> your child's mother. I have to worry about your mom. I have to worry about your friends. I have to worry about your job. I have to worry. Like, damn, we should just be. Why didn't you just leave me alone? Like, I was fine by myself. I'm totally cool being by myself. I'm totally cool being alone. So why can't you just leave me over there? Why did you have to come in here and just fuck up my life? Meeting the man who wants to see if he can get you versus the man who knows he can get you. The insecurity that comes with the man who wants to just 
trial and error. That was the last nigga like, I fucked with. Yeah, literally. It's like, dang, I got you. And now I realize, like, you were a genuine person that looks like the women who are normally mm-hmm. this, that, and the third. And it's like, damn, but I don't know what to do with you. I got you, but what I do? Versus the man who's confident in himself and he know what to do with you and he know what he's doing in his life. It's it's so, so, so amazing. <clears throat> That's the kings we talking about, the black kings. So my sister <laughs> dated this dude in high school. Um, and he was like basic, super average. Um, my sister's not, she's freaking gorgeous, all that. So whatever he got her, I think it was almost like a, it made him feel like, oh, I got her. So I'm the shit. Mm-hmm. And my mama called him out so hard. Like, <laughs> well, nigga, you got her, but that don't mean you can pull anybody else that anybody looks like her. Else that looks she's like just her. a cool person and mm-hmm. saw your cool personality. Like, yeah. she wasn't, you not all that. Yeah. Bring it down a level. <laughs> I done met a couple niggas like that. Like, mm-hmm. I gave you a chance because you was dope. <clears throat> and then you out here acting like you just sling your dick around everywhere. Like, See, but that might be a little better than... But you know what? From my last situation, I understood that sometimes the whole slinging the elsewhere and doing this, that, and the third is not because they feel like they're better or they, they got this particular woman. It's because they feel like you ain't gonna stay too long. They don't. They're gonna. You I'm gonna wake up and see. Eventually, what the fuck you gonna is wrong find this. You. No, eventually, you gonna find this, that, and the third. What you really want, yeah, or what really is on your level. Yeah, yeah. I'm not able to get there, so I'm gonna just go and try this out in the third, whatever. But I'm gonna still, but I'm be still gonna enjoy you, yeah, until you leave. Yeah, and I really, really believe. In I never people thought about it like that. that. Like I, f- I found that out the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> and he literally told me. And people were telling me along the way, like, no, nah, he's not going to be able to handle you. No, nah, this ain't going to. And then when he finally said it, and I finally, it finally clicked, like, he ain't used to this shit. Yeah. He told you he ain't used to this shit. He ain't used to going to 20th floor, like, 20th floor, floor to ceiling windows at a restaurant that cost $800 for yeah. two fucking people. And when we did it, it was like, I don't need that. And then it's like you do something else. And it's like, I ain't never done that. And it becomes overwhelming. Yeah. Like, nobody wants to keep, ex- especially a man. Mm-hmm. You have to teach me everything when I really want to teach you. I really want to be able to provide for you. I really want to give you this, but I can't. And now it's fucking with my ego. Yeah. So I got to go find this woman who ain't really on that level. And she need me <laughs> to feel good. So, I really sometimes don't even think it's about you or about what you offer. I think it's about what a person feels like they bring to the table. That's true. Because if I come to a table where everybody got a full meal and I can't pay for that, I'm going to feel out of place. Facts. So, I'm going to be like, I ain't coming or I'm going to get this water with the appetizer and look stupid. So, so sometimes just, people just like, oh, I'm going to just avoid that I'm going to go sit at this table over here. Or I'm going to risk going and maybe somebody will pay for me. Maybe they won't. Yeah. Maybe, so they probably like, maybe she'll stay. Maybe she won't. Maybe she genuine. Maybe it's just an, yeah. you know what I mean? Like a pastime until what she want really come. And it's so hard to think from that <laughs> perspective because that's not how my brain works, you know? <laughs> but you know, I'm like the understanding, the well, I have to visualize Every single point of something because I counsel. Yeah, like, yeah. I counsel yeah, yeah. all day, every day, so I understand a million different perspectives. But most people, they like, nah, this how you making me feel, so this is how you must feel. When really, it's like I'm making you feel like that because I'm fucking insecure. Yeah. Or really, I need something else from you when you giving me money, but I'm a woman who needs time. 
You don't know my love language. You don't know my love language. Yeah. And that's important with people because I'm a communicator, but then you meet a man who's not a communicator, but he gives you things like my one of like always sending roses. It's like, yeah, I like that, but can you come over more? Right. <laughs> like, like I'm looking at these roses, me? but I'm not looking at you. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. Quality time versus gift giving or whatever that love language is some women you just gotta buy them a house and they gonna go do what they wanna do every day me no honey you're gonna no. come home to this house with me mm-hmm. and we're gonna spend quality time that's how and you we're gonna talk happy. like have good conversation <laughs> yeah Mm-mm. yeah but everybody's different that's where you learn your partner and that's the part that people miss you don't spend enough time to learn your partner and learn what they like Y'all want to lay up in the bed every day. That's not going to teach you about that person. At all. That's not going to create conflict because you're never going to really know who someone is until you go through something with mm-hmm. them. Never. Like, I don't care what nobody says. When you're happy all the time, you're a totally different person than when you're mad, sad, oh, angry, sure. and everything else. Like, when you're going through financial troubles, do you shut down and not speak for weeks? and Or do you come to me and say, hey, I need this? So, if you're a person that shuts down and you don't text me every day and I'm like, damn, why they ain't texting me? What am I supposed to do with that? And I don't understand How that you're just you? going through shit. Yeah. I don't understand that. So, you got to really pay attention to your partner. But we don't do that these days. No. We just gonna get mad and we gonna tell you you ain't shit. And then you break up and you're done with that person. (laughs) (laughs) But really, all he needed was $100 to pay his light bill so that he ain't stressed. That's not to say I'm (laughs) finna pay it, but we (laughs) We gonna find a way. We we gonna figure something out. (laughs) That was just an example, y'all. We don't don't want y'all to be struggling like that. No, no. You good, sir. You good. We gonna make sure that. (laughs) But everybody go through tough times. And then... And then you just don't, man, we don't want to meet you in the middle of your struggle. No. It's kind of overwhelming for a woman to come to into a man's life and it be a fucking shit show. Because then it's like most of the time when y'all life is a shit show, your dating morality is a shit show. Like Mm -hmm. you do whatever the fuck you want to do so now i gotta deal with you cheating on me well if your life is a shit show as a man you you don't have anywhere to live yeah okay so you're staying with your homeboys but you're you're seeing girls so that you can have somewhere to stay at night so you staying with me if i'm saying i'm busy tonight well you gonna hit up another girl so you can have somewhere to stay that night like after a while you just out here dating and and doing just to really benefit your life but you're not actually into these females we just get the brunt of the shit and see i ain't never dealt with that i don't think that i could deal with i don't it's i've dealt with a roommate and that was enough it's never anything that i've dealt with that you see that i knew it was happening until after yeah then i'm like i ain't know that you (laughs) like (laughs) oh i ain't never dealt with that but i dealt with a roommate and that is annoying too because it's like when i come over here when you come over my house we in a living room we in a kitchen we in a bath we wherever yeah. it's free whenever what time like but i come over there and i gotta say awkwardly hey yeah hi <laughs> and he looking at me like oh she's sneaking up in here again oh here she go again oh every day she over here oh and i'm like i'm wondering well, what type of women are in dallas or in this world because anytime somebody's asking me oh you live by yourself you live yeah, I live by myself. They're like, oh, good. What? <laughs> like, what are you mean? Right. I don't want no roommate. I'm almost 30. 
Facts. We did that. We lived together. We don't need to do that again. Like we and I realized, like I love my friends, but living with people is a struggle. It is because when because you have to take on every part of that person's yeah. life. So if you're not really willing to take on their struggle, take on their happiness, their sadness, then yeah. it's not going to work. It's like a marriage. You're in the same home. I have to see you every single day. Think about it. You don't want to see your friends every day. <laughs> Sometimes I don't feel like texting you. Sometimes, Sometimes you don't want to be involved with anything. Anything. Maybe I don't want you to know that I'm bringing Joe home today. Facts. Because, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just certain things that you can't hide. And it, it's a struggle when you have a roommate. Like, I realize, no. It can't happen ever. <laughs> like, I even developed a relationship with that person to where I knew them. But then when it was like, when me and that other person broke up, it was... It was awkward for me to continue to come on the sneaky link shit because they knew. Like, y'all, I could just not tell y'all. Yeah. But then it's like, I got to sneak past this, man. I'm tippy-toeing Chelsea. (laughs) Like, uncomfortable. He's like, why you... Dude, you cheated on me and this man knows that you cheated on me and I'm embarrassed. Period. Like, I don't You embarrassed me and I'm not going to be walking here with the shit. Because you got a roommate. Yeah. (laughs) I can't walk in here freely. Dang. I gotta fucking put all my clothes on to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, fat. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I just wanna just walk freely. I ain't got no clothes on. Yeah. I'm just gonna walk in there. And that's why they say to date people on the same level as yeah. you. Because if I have my own home, then I don't, and they have their own home, then we don't have to worry about an imbalance or one person feeling, you know, slighted. Or if I only have five hundred dollars in my bank account, you got five hundred dollars, we both gonna understand yeah. why we have to cut back on this, why we have to cut back on that. Versus if you got a million dollars, I got five hundred, it's like I can't go and you like, damn, you boring. Why you can't do this? Yeah. Damn, she ain't working hard enough when really it just ain't happened for her yet. Yeah. And that go with friendships too. Like, bitch, I can't take that five thousand dollar trip tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Damn <laughs> You want to wait? <laughs> I got it. Okay, like, girl, me and my little four dollars over here. We just gonna sit here and watch some TV. I okay? promise. Or I'm and, single, and, so I don't want to go sit at the bar wine. with you and your husband. Oh, oh no. For what? No, no, we're not doing it. I don't want to meet your husband, ugly friend. <laughs> oh, don't set me up on no blind dates. I'm straight. Mary could be trying to get you to go with the ugliest folks. Like, boy. <laughs> Cause I already don't think your husband cute. So, so I know his friends ain't cute. I'm so glad me and my friends have totally different tastes. Like all of us, all of us have totally different tastes. Like I'm just Chelsea be on the weird shit. I mean, yeah, I like weird niggas. This nigga is awkward. I love Lauren, awkward weird niggas. I don't know what Lauren like. Chris, she a little shorter, so she's willing to go five nine, five ten ish. Not me. Me neither. Marquisha. Marquisha. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I don't know. But I'm just thankful. I think that's it. We don't want an hour. We supposed to have 10 more minutes. I think that's it for the second episode of Double C. In the triple D. (laughs) 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 We'll talk to y'all next time. Bye. (laughs)